the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. See Minneapolis St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Special Counsel Robert Mueller has given his report to Attorney General William Barr. It's now up to Barr to determine how much, if any, of the report will be made public and what will be sent to Congress. Barr has indicated he could send a summary report to Congress as soon as this weekend. The House, of course, has passed a non-binding resolution calling for the release of the entire report. A similar resolution was blocked in the Senate by South Carolina's Lindsey Graham. The delivery of the report to Barr signals the official end of the investigative portion of the probe, which has dogged the president for almost his entire administration. That is correspondent Wally Hines reporting. California Governor Gavin Newsom says the state will waive some of its strict environmental rules and invest ahead of time to get ahead of the wildfire season this year. His executive order yesterday declared a state of emergency, saying the number of dead trees across the state is creating a dangerous fire risk. This is SRN New. Mark Levin lays out what the left is doing. When you hear progressive politicians, radical left-wing politicians, talking about what they're going to do to the country, how they're going to use the rule of law against the country, how they're going to change the Constitution against the country, these are efforts that are intended to undermine you. The reason the Constitution is written the way it's written is to protect you. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Just past 1 o'clock, welcome back, Patriot listeners, and the March Mayhem sale is going on right now. In fact, it's only going through Monday, so please get on this deal as quick as you can. For only 2500 bucks. that gets you connected with up to 50,000 of your best prospects, plus... 25 on-air ads this month. This deal is going quick. Again, it's done on Monday, so go to am1280thepatriot.com if you want to learn more. For your forecast today, look out a window. It's a beautiful 58-degree sunny-skied day. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again. Oh, hold it. Just a minute. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to pick a new tagline because any reference to making America great again is going to be tainted with the upcoming complete trashing and downfall of the Trump administration because, as promised for the last 16 months and $40 million, the Mueller report, led by Robert Mueller, the uh, attempted coup against the Trump administration, has been released. And while we don't know the details... We are assured, in fact, we've been assured since November 7th, 2016, that it will be damning. It will show a level of collusion between Donald Trump and Russian uh, figures, including Vladimir Putin, that will be absolutely damning in the sense of, of showing that the American political system has been completely suborned by Russia. That Robert McCar- that, uh, that uh, Senator McCarthy was right. The Russians have come, and they have, via the good offices of Donald Trump, well, the not-so-good offices now of Donald Trump, won. That all of you who ever had faith in Donald Trump's uprightness and patriotism have been betrayed because he is going to be frog-walked out of the White House by Robert Mueller and an FBI SWAT team because... This report is going to, uh, just as we were promised by a generation of leftist pundits, by Rachel Maddow, by John Oliver, by Trevor Noah, by uh, that, that weasel at AM 950, all of that gutless punk. Well, he was right. 
They were all right. We were all wrong. Donald Trump is going to federal prison at best if they don't just uh, tear, tear him, feed him to the dogs back in the Rose Garden for his treason against his country. And speaking as a Republican and a conservative and someone who has come to support the best of what Donald Trump brought to this country, I have to say I feel so ashamed now that the entire administration is about to be brought down in ignominy and shame. And, and there's Mitch, this absolute, Mitch, Mitch, snap oh, out no, of it. No, no, this there's is going. No further indictments. What? That is correct. The, the the Mueller report it was it was it, it was going to bring down Donald Trump it, walking out of handcuffs and and you say what now the further indictments? There's none. Oh. Well. <sighs> that changes everything. I I don't know what I could have been thinking. We've been assured. For the past uh, almost two years, well, over two years now, that Donald Trump was going to be frogged. I'm so embarrassed now. I mean, here, here, I went and believed everything the media and and the the Uber media, the the likes of of John Oliver and and Rachel Maddow and the Star Tribune uh, have been te- uh, and National Public Radio have been telling me about the imminence of of this FBI investigation bringing up a yard a compost lot full of dirt on the Trump administration and and its collusion with Russia and and the the cover up of same whatever it may have been i've just mentally getting myself ready for the notion that uh, the Trump administration would be swept out of office and as all my liberal friends tell me uh, per the constitution the second place winner in the last presidential election being installed in the white house hillary clinton uh I was assured that that was going to happen. Wow, do I ever feel like like an idiot? <laughs> I planned the whole show today around talking about the upcoming arrest and prosecution of President Trump that I was assured was going to happen. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Terminator, Terminator, and I, I feel like an absolute idiot right now. It's not your fault. Leftist Twitter never lies. Oh, you know, it, it clear. No, no, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just gonna figure out what to talk about for the rest of this next uh, one hour and fifty four minutes here, fifty three minutes and fifty nine seconds, fifty eight, fifty seven. I can't do. I can't just count down to the end of the show, can I? No. <sighs> well, let's let's look out at the internet because. I was just gonna. I was just gonna riff on on the impending end of the Trump administration and thus the Republican Party. For, uh, I was gonna go to the Hill here. From the day President Trump was elected, Democrats embarked on a nonstop campaign to remove him from office. Literally the day after he started, impeachment talk began. I, I mean, it didn't happen before the election because no Democrat and let's be honest, precious few non-Democrats, myself included, expected Donald Trump to win. You remember me on election night feeling like someone had dropped acid into the cucumber water at at, at Radisson Blue? <laughs> that was legit. I I felt like my 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 perception leaving my body, realizing that Donald Trump had pulled it off. And about that same time, a generation of Democrats in the media and politics, pardon my redundancy. Uh, took that sense of disconnectedness and, in their case, rage, and turned it, much like Tom Sizemore urged in uh, in Red Dawn, let it turn to something else, the urge to tr- impeach Donald Trump, and not just in the constitutional sense, because, of course, they controlled no chambers of Congress at that point, so there was going to be no impeachment, which, and there still will be, well, you might have an impeachment, there will be no conviction. Uh, you won't get either, let's be honest. Uh, but most Democrats know nothing about the Constitution except that when their candidates lose, they need to reform it completely or toss it out the window. Uh, more on that in the second hour of today's broadcast. But the, the the urge to impeach, to somehow remove Donald Trump from office, started the moment they realized his election and inauguration and administration was inevitable. And... Just like liberal Twitter, as Terminator N capably pointed out to me, uh, had me convinced that the Mueller report was going to be the pulling, final pulling of the plug from the Trump administration, 
there have been one trumped up bump notion of a scandal or another that that has provided sort of an emotional life ring to this entire generation of of progressives thinking that that Donald Trump was going to be removed from office that some miracle was going to drop from from heaven or whatever it is they believe in probably Wellstone uh, would be would be dropping down from Wellstone to remove Donald Trump from office. It's magical thinking of the lowest order, but on the other hand, it's magical thinking backed by a lot of plutocrat dollars that gets manifested as political action. So from the day President Trump was elected and especially inaugurated, Democrats have been trying to remove him from office. And I kid you not, many of them think that the order of succession seems to be once the president is removed, it goes to the second place finisher, not the vice president. And I'll tell you what, if I if for some reason Donald Trump was removed from office, the idea of uh, or or would leave office under any circumstances, heaven forfend, uh, the the idea of a President Pence is even better if you're a conservative. Anyway, uh, that's been it's been their verdict ever since they, they wound up out of power unexpectedly. Yeah, Trump had to go. What they needed, of course, to. The chagrin of those of them smart enough to know the difference was a reason to impeach him and evidence that would lead a sentient legislative body, which it was from 2017 through 2019, into into the beginning of 2019 anyway, uh, to actually file charge and, and pass articles of impeachment. Anyway, Robert Mueller was appointed as a special counsel to investigate the Trump campaign. And in that, in the appointment of someone who was fairly widely known to be a, 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 not a Trump fan, let's just say, uh, the, the, the Trump's foes on the left and to some extent on the right thought that they had basically cracked the March Madness bracket. And you could palpably hear the anticipation in the liberal media yesterday. I, I listened to National Public Radio because, more's the pity, the local NPR affiliate is one of very few stations that comes in on my car radio now that some ne'er-do-well has boosted my antenna. And, and by the way, taking car antennas is one of those things that kind of went out in the 1950s and 1960s. It was one of those West Side Story uh, <laughs> crossing the switchblade things, right? I mean, the 1950s, 1960s New York gang rumbles. You grab a car antenna and use it as a weapon. Uh, that's when car antennas could be used as weapons. They were basically fencing foils. Who on earth steals an 18-inch long plastic antenna off the roof of a Corolla? I digress. The the Democrats uh, are in mourning today, and you could palpably hear it yesterday on National Public Radio because the word that the report was being released put a little jaunt in their audible step. You can tell a little bit of of a, of a of a broadcaster's audio body language by listening to them, and and when you're less focused on the craft of delivery, like National Public Radio reporters are, they. Give away little audio tells about their the state of their emotions and the idea that the Mueller report was going to come along and sweep the bad face away, sweep away Cheeto Head, was putting a little audible jaunt in their step. Suddenly the day was looking up. And then, almost like watching the Young Turks on election night, you could see the rug being pulled out from under them. And today, Democrats are full-blown in mourning, as if they've lost their best friend. Well, no, not their best friend, their hope, as if hope has been pulled away from at least the ones who are sentient enough and paid attention in civics class or had a civics teacher that taught actual civics as opposed to the Democrat narrative. They're in mourning. To quote uh, the article today from The Hill, they had banked on the Mueller investigation to provide all the ammunition they would need to initiate immediate impeachment proceedings in the House 
and emboldening, uh, emboldening enough Senate Republicans to remove the 45th president for, quote, high crimes and misdemeanors of criminally conspiring with Russians to influence the 2016 presidential election. Yet within an hour of the Mueller report being delivered this uh, yesterday afternoon to the Department of Justice, at least one DOJ source was quoted as saying that the special counsel was not recommending any further indictments of individuals. Another report indicated there were no unsealed indictments in hand. After two years of investigation and nearly a year of FBI nattering, nothing! Get off the ledge, Democrats. (laughs) Join real life. Northern Alliance. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here with one of the newest members to the Patriot family. So proud to be associated with the Mike Murphy team with EXP Realty. And with us is Sharon Murphy. So great to have you here, Sharon. Well, thanks, Lee. We're excited to work with the Patriot and your listeners. So tell us, what makes EXP Realty so different? Well, EXP is a cloud-based brokerage. We like to call it the future of real estate. A lot of people get frustrated with the gimmicks and overpromises of many other real estate agents. Who can blame them? We pride ourselves on being different. No gimmicks, just great service. When you call our number, you'll speak to me or my husband, Mike, not an inexperienced team member. That's great. So how do we get a hold of you? Give us a call at 651-216-7870 or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. So if you're thinking of selling your home, check out Mike Murphy Team with eXp Realty, 651-216-7870 or online at MikeMurphyTeam.com. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. Every Army National Guard member serves not only to protect the nation, but also their local communities, so they each have a stake in the security and well-being of the neighborhoods where they live and work. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. Since the early days of our republic, the Army National Guard has continued its timeless commitment to guarantee peace and security for all Americans. A proud legacy which has endured for nearly four centuries. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. Selfless service. It's what inspires the men and women of the Army National Guard to be part of something greater than themselves. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Have you tried digital marketing but don't know if it's getting you customers? Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing, but not sure which is working and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. The number to call should you care to join me. I'm also on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N Show. So... Well, okay, so if you're a Democrat, you need to pull yourself back from the ledge. On the other hand, if you're a metro area progressive, you have got to be happier than a pig in uh, mud right now. uh, Because you, if you're a metro area DFLer, have got your dream team at the Capitol. Here's the problem. This seems... Some of your fellow progressives are starting to realize that this might not be quite the advantage you might think it would be. Let me me elaborate. Before the election, I mean, we knew 
going back to 2016 that Tim Waltz was going to run for governor. I mean, basically all of the, the major players in the uh, gubernatorial race on the DFL side had been staking out their turf in the race for years beforehand. We knew that Rebecca Otto was going to run and fail because she's an idiot. We, Not to name call. I'm not meaning to name call. I'm being a journalist. I'm being completely accurate. Rebecca Otto, Rebecca Otto, not the brightest light on God's Christmas tree. And, and I'm not name calling. I'm I'm reporting fact, in my humble opinion. Uh, in the meantime, we also knew that uh, Aaron Murphy. I mean, Aaron Murphy has been laying the ground for a gubernatorial run for a couple of years, and it she she did well in terms of uh, reeling in her native vote. The uh, the DFL metrocrat. Uh, block at the convention, as everyone knew that she and probably to some extent Rebecca Otto would. Now, Tim Waltz had spent years, uh, actually the better part of uh, 12 years as the, for those of you who've been paying attention, the DFL congressman from the first congressional district, the southern chunk of Minnesota, Rochester on down. And to do so, I mean, in a very rural at least socially conservative area, uh, like the first congressional district, you kind of have to run to the center. And he did. He earned an A rating from the NRA. He pursued, at least when he was back in the district campaigning, relatively moderate policies. Uh, and, and as far in terms of actual votes taken, I mean, if you leave out votes for things like Obamacare and and some of the other federal level things, you know, the other federal level fripperies he indulged in during the Obama administration, basically voting with his party caucus as expected and as demanded. Let's be right. Quite frankly, honest here. Uh, he was not the worst Democrat in the pack. He wasn't quite as far to the center as Colin Peterson. But he was not Betty McCollum, and goodness knows he wasn't Keith Ellison. Uh, he was somewhere to the center. But you started to see uh, this this play on the part of Tim Waltz that he was starting to cater to the metrocrats, the extremely left of center, and, and I use that term absolutely advisably, the left of center extremists that dominate the DFL today, the ones who are based in the metro area, the uh, the uh, the the people who have basically moved so far to the left that Phyllis Kahn is too far to the center for them. Uh, that you have people like uh, the the far left DFL mayor, uh, city council, I should say, people in Minneapolis, and potentially even uh, the far left mayor. Well, I mean, you had Betsy Hodges being too far to the center for the, the Minneapolis DFL and the new mayor, Jacob Fry, legitimately wondering if he's going to get replaced by a socialist in a couple of years here. I mean, that, the Minneapolis and the 5th Congressional District and the metro area is that far out. And St. Paul is always doing its best to try and keep up, also known as keep down, with whatever lunacy Minneapolis comes up with. And so the... The metro area is driving to the left like Jackie Stewart driving for a checkered flag during the heyday of his Formula One career. I mean, it's there's no they, they are leapfrogging each other to get to the left. I mean, you may recall a few years ago during the height of Black Lives Matter, my favorite uh, rhetorical punching bag on this broadcast was Minneapolis City Councilwoman Alondra Cano. And have you noticed she's fallen out of the news? Because in the context of Minneapolis politics, she's just not all that crazy anymore. She's not. I mean, don't count her out. Because if there's anything Alondra Cano uh, excels at is amping up the factor uh, to get in the news. And we know she has uh, political ambitions above and beyond the Minneapolis City Council. She is a uh, person who is basically has a sinecure and, like all sinecurists, wants to expand her power. Look for her in the state Senate or perhaps even running for mayor or governor at some point here. Uh, mayor Minneapolis or uh, the, the state legislature, most likely the state Senate from somewhere in South Minneapolis or another. Look for that because Alondra Cano, on the one hand, fits in nicely with uh, the, the state of politics in, in Minneapolis. And on the other hand, you have to look at her and think, is she almost too far to the center 
for the part of South Minneapolis she represents? Anyway, there's your context for Tim Waltz. He is the moderate Democrat with the NRAA rating and the generally regarded as moderate voting record uh, from South uh, from Southern Minnesota, the rural part of Minnesota, the part that has no influence in DFL politics whatsoever. The part that is basically nice to have the votes, but frozen out at a policy level, because unless, of course, you're like a Kim Norton or someone who is uh, does her best in their out in their greater outstate Minnesota way to keep up with the loonies in Minneapolis and St. Paul. So Tim Waltz had to race to the left to impress them that he had denounced his moderate roots sufficiently enough. After the just actually just before the 2016 election, he started the process of renouncing his uh, A rating from the National Rifle Association by posing for a picture, cuddling up with a bunch of the uh, dreamsicles from the Action Moms, uh, and and saying, "Okay, I'm, I'm I'm down with the gun control crowd here," uh, and and he made it official uh, by basically throwing his his record with the NRA under the bus during the campaign, among many other mo- bits of moderate uh, cred that he had held on to during the last years of his uh, career as a moderate congressperson. He uh, f- completed that, by the way, by picking Peggy Flanagan, basically being the first uh, gubernatorial candidate, uh, the first significant gubernatorial candidate in the race to pick a running mate, and in so doing, picking Peggy Flanagan, uh, the woman with a voting record so far to the left in the Minnesota legislature that she made, uh, <laughs> that she makes Alondra Cano look uh, relatively normal. Uh, anyway, so uh, that just began the process of wooing the far, far, far extreme left, wooing the metro area for whom Phyllis Kahn was too conservative, for whom the Diedzik clan is starting to look around and wonder, well, are we about to be passed on the left? Those of you who've been around Minneapolis politics any length of time know who I'm talking about, the Diedziks, longtime union Democrats, uh, representing, uh, I think, the youngest daughter or the, the latest, the scion of the political family, Carrie Diedzik, uh, as I believe a senator representing northeast Minneapolis, uh, and maybe the last bastion of relative, I say relative, I mean relative moderation in Minneapolis DFL politics. And when I say relative, I mean so far to the left that they would make anyone in greater Minnesota blanch. But this is Minneapolis politics we're talking about here. Tim Waltz uh, spent the better part of the last two years cuddling up to that particular strain of extremism to get the endorsement, to try to get, try and fail to get the endorsement against Aaron Murphy and Aaron May Quaid, uh, two of the most up next to Peggy Flanagan, uh, two of the most uh, extreme left-of-center voices in the Minnesota House, uh, only to have been replaced by people farther to the left of center. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, he, he did try to have it both ways. During the election, Tim Waltz did say that he, as a former A-rated member uh, of the of National Rifle Association, could bridge the gap between shooters and gun control activists, which... The, the human rights activists quickly debunked and shouted down and mocked as the uh, really fair, fairly cynical uh, charade that it was. And that it has proven to be since Tim Waltz, via the good offices of the First Lady, Mrs. Tim Waltz, uh, basically threw that idea under the bus during a gun control rally this past uh, couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, while I was... I think off on assignment, actually, uh, Mrs. Waltz basically came down and, and said, the Waltz administration is all down with grabbing your guns, period, end of sentence. Forget about intermediation between the good guys and the bad guys here. No, sorry, Bob. Waltz wants your guns. He's going to be tactful about it. He's not going to tick off the hunters. He's, in fact, he's going to do the best he can to wedge the hunters from the self-defense shooters and the ideological people. But that's the way it is. So. Tim Waltz, Governor Waltz now, has been burnishing his cred as a progressive for quite some time. And 
Those of us on the, on the conservative alternative media here in the Twin Cities have been warning people, people of all kinds, people of all political persuasions, that Tim Waltz was going to cut the mud and, and basically go full-blown whoop-de-doo progressive for years now if he got near the levels, levers of power. And yet, the media kept portraying him as the moderate. Uh, by the way, the media, which basically you can regard as DFL operatives with bylines. And yet, they still had their major Renault moment this past week. What am I talking about? Oh, we'll be right back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. The fun is literally just beginning. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. On April 5th, don't miss The Best of Enemies, starring Academy Award nominee Taraji P. Henson. I play Anne Atwater, a civil rights activist who was able to approach hate with love. And Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell. All the better you don't get in my way. Well, I'm going to get in your way. If you change one heart, you can change the world. I have a Bible. And then you ought to know, same God made you, made me. The Best of Enemies, based on the untold true story. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. In theaters April 5th. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. It's March Mayhem at the Patriot, and we have an extraordinary opportunity to help grow your business or nonprofit. This includes commercials on air, plus another powerful marketing tool that offers high ROI. Our plan is incredibly targeted to match you with 50,000 of your best prospects, and it's very affordable. For details on this slam dunk of a deal, call us today at 651-289-4444. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network six five one two eight nine four four eight eight the number to call. Hope you can join me. I'm also found on Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's N A R N Show. Operators are standing by. Avail yourself. By the way, Brad Carlson heard tomorrow from one to three here on AM twelve eighty the Patriot. King Banyan every Saturday morning. From 9 to 11 at AM 1440, The Businessman. So back when Tim Waltz and Peggy Flanagan were run, 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 running for governor, lieutenant governor, they wrote a bunch of rhetorical checks that neither of them could really cash. 
and, and people are starting to become aware of it. I mean, the signs were there. As regarding gun rights, you saw Tim Welch cuddling up to Moms Want Action uh, a good long time ago. And as Brad Carlson uh, reminds me, uh, when you lie down with Protect Minnesota, you do wake up with ELCA hair. So that's, uh, I mean, we, we, we advised you of that in 2016. And the signs were also there as well. Now, bear in mind, Tim Waltz and Peggy Flanagan ran on a campaign slogan called One Minnesota. Now, first of all, it's a political slogan. Ergo, it's pretty much meaningless, I, especially coming from a couple of career politicians. Uh, one Minnesota. Well, we're all just going to be one. And, and this is one of my, by the way, one of my pet peeves about politicians, especially politicians on the left, uh, who, who put out the idea of unity as being a virtue. Uh, unity, uh, of course, it's always unity behind the principles that they demand you, you subscribe to or you, they hate you and they want you dead. Uh, but, or at least to shut up. I mean, they'll bully you into submission. That's one way to get unity, by the way, to bully all dissent into submission. So I, I looked at this slogan they had, One Minnesota, and I thought, wow, that sounds very suspiciously like one people, one Minnesota, one leader. Go ahead, translate it into German. I know I'm cynical about these things. I also studied a lot of European and German history and speak the language well enough to make those parallels uh, for good reason. Uh, you, you can get unity one of two ways. The way Ronald Reagan got it, not complete unity, but a broad consensus among people who'd normally been be found bickering with each other by bringing everyone in behind a common vision. So you had Democrats during the Reagan administration who were all on board with bringing down communism. Not many of them, because most of them even then bet for the wrong side. But there were just enough to people who still believed in America and who still opposed communism uh, before Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was born, of course, that, uh, that, that Ronald Reagan could pass his agenda, who could actually make the world safer for democracy and for real people. The other way to achieve unity, and it's a much easier way if you're willing to exercise that, that, that form of power, is to beat down all opposition, to bully them into submission, to drive them out of the public square, to other them from polite company, which is, of course, what big left is trying to do. They're trying to, I mean, you watch what they're doing with gun owners. They're trying to wedge the hunters, the good gun owners from now, for now, away from all the rest of us who are Second Amendment advocates for ideological reasons, i.e. because the Second Amendment is an essential human liberty that guarantees, like no other, the continued existence and survival of our freedoms. Can't be having that. Got to make sure those people are considered like the unwashed in the temple. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Anyway, that's one way to get one Minnesota. But that's not the way it played with the media, even though the signs were there. For example, right after the election, while the whole new slogan smell on one Minnesota was still uh, present, Peggy Flanagan went uh, on, on to speak in front of a group of business leaders saying uh, Tim Waltz wants to push for what? Paid family leave, more affordable child care, meaning more subsidies for state-supervised uh, child care, meaning more expensive child care for everyone else, and less of it for everyone else, meaning more expense, meaning more need for state subsidies, meaning more uh, government intervention, meaning more prices, meaning vicious circle continuing on and on. Oh, by the way, and a Minnesota care buy-in leading to precisely the same curve the same inflationary impulse that you that you get with every time you bring government money into anything. This was Peggy Flanagan two weeks after the election. Three weeks after the election. Sorry. I mean, she put it right out there. This is not one Minnesota. This is one progressive agenda. And everyone who doesn't toe the line gets beaten down. So. This uh, the, the signs were all there, and if you are, if if you have the faintest shred of of critical thinking, then you knew this. And if you listen to conservative media, then you're listening to people, at least in the Twin Cities, with some shred of critical thinking. 
And by the way, the, the the lines keep getting tipped here. I mean, the the, the, the intentions of the Waltz Flanagan administration are, are right there. I mean, for example, it was a few months ago that Tim Waltz came out and, and 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 called for further obstruction of the Line Three pipeline because it's so much better for the environment to have oil transiting from the Bakken oil fields through Minnesota via rail lines through our small towns. And via trucks along our highways, uh, via, through down the rail lines, through small town, greater Minnesota, and straight into the metro area than it is to have a pipeline, which is uh, roughly two orders of magnitude per gallon mile safer to live around than trains and trucks. A gallon of oil transiting uh, the, the three, four hundred miles from from the Bakken oil fields to Duluth Superior is roughly 1% per gallon mile likely to be spilled via a pipeline as it is via a train or a uh, a truck going off the road and sometimes blowing up and incinerating small communities uh, along the way. Well, they're rural Minnesotans. Metrocrats don't care about them. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Governor Waltz came out basically acting the puppet of the met, uh, of the metrocrat environmental interests, came out and said, and this is one of the most, I'm going to have to bring back the shooty awards, uh, the shot in the dark, stupid statement awards that I used to give out every January, largely to get this uh, one, the recognition it deserves in stating that he was going to uh, do what he could to push back against the Line 3 pipeline. He said in a statement uh, back in right around the beginning of the session that projects like Line 3, quote, <clears throat> and this is just the most daft, crazy thing you've ever heard, quote, don't only need a building permit to go forward, they also need a social permit. Which... I will admit, has sent me to a few state websites wondering where the state social permitting office is. It's meaningless. It means that not only business, business needs to not only go through the due process of getting a permit, which is, by the way, uh, fraught with enough fall to roll in the state of Minnesota, ask any business person that needs one, but also needs to get this vague, amorphous social permit from, from whom? Society? Well, of course not. I mean, society, especially society in northern Minnesota, says, give us the jobs. And society around us is saying, you know, we need cheap energy. And by the way, all these bobblehead environmentalists in the metro area here, your lifestyle depends on lots of cheap energy to an extent that would make you gag up your skull if you are one of those, if you exhibited honest, critical thought. So this idea of the social permit is basically yet a further sign that Governor Waltz, uh, his idea of, quote, one Minnesota, end quote, is going to be achieved by othering, intimidating, and bullying the rest of Minnesota into submission. Now, I said that the conservative alternative media is onto this. And and we saw evidence of this uh, this past week uh, as an article written by... Uh, for the conservative MAGA hammer at Gateway Pundit uh, came out with an article this past week. And I just want to read this because Thor, the conservative MAGA, pun, uh, MAGA warrior at Gateway Pundit, a noted conservative blog, puts it well. And I quote, uh, slightly more than two months into the 2019 Minnesota legislative session, it's becoming clearer that, quote, what Minnesota, O-N-E, Minnesota, end quote, has changed into, uh, morphed is the term that Thor MAGA warrior used uh, in, in his article, has morphed into, quote, one W-O-N Minnesota, end quote, and that the DFL strategy to move its agenda is premised less on consensus than on the belief that it won the 2018 elections and its agenda deserves to be enacted at all costs. If that is the case, then the DFL will get little of what it wants. So, just to sum up here, anonymous writer Thor the MAGA warrior from Gateway Pundit, famous obstreperous conservative blog that some would say is far enough out on the hysterical right to make Glenn Beck 
look like uh, Michael Medved is saying that the one Minnesota conceit is basically just a, a front, a shell game, a cover for the DFL's notion that to the victor belongs the spoils, and since they've got the power, they might as well make hay while the sun shines. We will be back to discuss this article by Thor the MAGA warrior at Gateway Pundit shortly. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Are there some physical activities that you no longer partake in because they're too painful, such as playing golf or easily walking downstairs, hiking, or even sleeping peacefully through the night? Relief Factor wants to get you out of pain. Relief Factor is changing the lives of tens of thousands of listeners by reducing and at times even eliminating their daily aches and pains. ReliefFactor.com is full of great success stories, mine included. Over a month ago, I started taking Relief Factor, and within weeks, it had resolved a lower back pain issue for me, which is now gone. Pete and Seth Talbot are the father and son team behind Relief Factor and the three-week quick starter pack that could help you live your life with little to no pain. Go to relieffactor.com. See the testimonials from folks all over the country who are getting their lives back with Relief Factor. Over 70% of those who try it continue as customers. Why not be the next Relief Factor success story? Go now to relieffactor.com. First Mortgages, Impact Mortgage Group, DBA Cash Call Mortgage, 19500 Jamboree Road, Irvine, California, 92612, NMLS 128231. Equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Okay, here's the deal. You're a freelancer, a hired hand, a self-made, self-owned business of one. Whether you're a contractor, creative director, or consultant, you're the boss. And that makes things easy. Unless, of course, you're trying to get a mortgage. When it comes to qualifying for a cash-out refi, gig economy workers come with more obstacles, more complexities, and more stress, right? Wrong. Dial 800-815-0745, and one of our cash-out mortgage specialists will help you qualify for the lowest interest loan possible, regardless of your source of income. It's the easiest call you'll make all day. Dial 800-815-0745. That's 800-815-0745. Make the cash call today. That's 800-815-0745. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. A worn-out battery can cause your phone to die really quickly. Don't pay to upgrade to a new phone. Let Arby's replace your old worn-out iPhone battery with a new one. We can also replace screens, cameras, and power connections so you can give your iPhone problems the boot. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Don't be fooled by the left and the fake news media. The election of Donald Trump has not ushered in a new era of radical hatred in our country. In his brand new book, Hate Crime Hoax, How the Left is Selling a Fake Race War, African-American professor Wilfred Riley studies hundreds of reported hate crimes that are actually hoaxes. Go to am1280thepatriot.com and click on Fan Club to register to win a copy of this explosive new book. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. My name Mitch Berg. My blog shots in the dark info. Go to AM twelve eighty the Patriot the latest on everything, including all the many specials, offers, and other cool stuff we have here. By the way, the March Mayhem sale, if you got a business, best deal in town, go there, am12athepatriot.com. Go to March Mayhem sale for details. You can get the best bargain in town in advertising. Do it! 651-289-4488, the number to call. We're talking about an article written uh, in Gateway Pundit, which is, to be fair, a conservative blog that uh, has a tone that's generally even more 
kind of out there and, and occasionally just a little out on the fringe than even Glenn Beck or maybe even Alex Jones. I mean, somewhere between Glenn Beck and Alex Jones. Uh, and yet, Thor the MAGA warrior from uh, from 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 Gateway Pundit, had an excellent article on Minnesota politics this past week, uh, pointed out slightly more than two months into uh, the legislative session, it's appeared that one Minnesota, O-N-E, has morphed into one Minnesota, W-O-N. Uh, Tim Waltz, he, by the way, Thor, the MAGA warrior, points out, uh, ran successfully on a, quote, one Minnesota slogan and platform. Now, it was an effort to appeal to unity during both the DFL primary uh, to bring together various parts of the party to support him and to overcome polarization that grips the U.S. and Minnesota. Oh, yes, it was. It was unclear how much this message elected him and had Democrats to take control of the House or whether it was the trickle-down effect from an unpopular President Trump, a weak GOP gubernatorial candidate who got the second highest number of votes of any gubernatorial candidate in Minnesota history, but whatever, and a significant money advantage the DFL had. Thanks, plutocrats. Yes, one Waltz won 54% of the statewide vote, but only 22 of 87 counties. He won the same places where Tina Smith, Amy Klobuchar, and the other statewide DFL candidates and House candidates won. The state is geographically polarized. Based, says again, Thor the MAGA hammer, on a majority vote, He claimed a mandate, as all victors do. Then he appointed a cabinet exclusively DFL, unlike the last GOP governor we had, Tim Pawlenty, and mostly metrocentric, even unlike Tim Pawlenty, for crying out loud. Anyway, since taking office, he and the DFL-controlled Minnesota House have pursued a largely urban liberal agenda, although there's a strong elements that appeal to the urban liberal elements in the burbs, in many and most cases, pursuing a, quote, to the victor belongs the spoils line or arguing that being in the majority means you get to move the agenda is acceptable in a political system premised upon majority rule. Yet, which, which by the way, we're not. <laughs> uh, yet in the case, uh, sorry, Thor, the MAGA hammer, it's not premised on majority rule. Uh, but you're only a conservative blogger. What would you know anyway? Yet in the case of the Waltz administration, there are several problems. Number one, narratives and mess. And by the way, here Thor the MAGA warrior starts to make some sense. First, even uh, narratives and messages matter. Even if the Waltz DFL agenda has elements that appeal to the Republican and rural Minnesota, <laughs> if it has failed to articulate that, it has failed to make the case to rural Minnesota how and why the gas tax, legalizing recreational marijuana or regulating guns are to their advantage. Narratives and messaging matter, and the Waltz administration and the governor have done a bad job there. Of course, to be fair, there are no ways any of those things, except perhaps legalizing recreational pot, is good for greater Minnesota. Forget about the gas tax. Good luck regulating guns. When I say good luck, I mean bad luck. Uh, second, there seems to be a belief by Waltz and the DFL that their issues are widely popular. And they may be, says Thor the Moghammer, fair and correct. And therefore, Republicans should simply do the right thing and go along with the DFL and vote for them. Maybe in a different era, this might happen. Uh, Lori Sturdivant keeps, by the way, Look, reflecting back to that era. In fact, mentally, she may still be in that era. I don't know. Maybe in a different era, but in the polarized winner-takes-all or a zero-sum game politics of today, that is not the reality. Simply having the right issues will not cut it. And of course, Thor the MAGA hammer errs in saying that uh, the Waltz administration has the right issues, but he certainly had the money to make enough people think that he did to win the election. Anyway, third, even in an era that was much less polarized, having the right issues was not enough. One had to do the heavy legislative work of building consensus, horse trading, or developing coalitions to get the votes needed. Waltz and the DFL are either not doing that or not doing it effectively. Think about the recent defeat of legalized recreational marijuana in Minnesota. Waltz seemed indignant that the Senate did not support it. At some point, he and the DFL need to ask what it is the GOP needs to support it beyond just saying they should vote for it because polls indicate public support. The same crash of reality will soon hit when it comes to the ERA or guns or the gas tax and a host of other DFL items. One needs to ask what the incentive the GOP has to support them and then figure out what deals are possible to be able to move closer to that, says Thor the MAGA hammer. But they're not going to do it. 
there is about about two months to go in the legislative session. A lot can happen. An agreement on much legislation is still possible. But already we see how the DFL is losing on many issues and may well get less than it thought it would this year. Its strategy of one Minnesota may have changed to one, as in WON Minnesota, thinking that straight majoritarianism would be enough to move a legislative agenda. However, with divided government and a political system that balances majority rule and minority rights, the support is this approach rather is a recipe for failure. From your words, Thor the MAGA hammer, to God's ears, Thor the MAGA hammer, of course, an anonymous uh, Republican blogger for hysterical Republican blog, the Gateway Pundit. And in this, well, of course, it's just a, a splinter fringe view uh, from the far Republican fringe saying that perhaps maybe the DFL are doing exactly what I said they would do even before they were elected. Overreach for all they are worth because it's just a bunch of conservative bloggers and who hey, cares Mitch. what they think? Who cares? Hey, Mitch, who wrote that? What article are you interrupting? What, what? What's that? What? What? I'm just checking. Who wrote that article again? Thor the, well, Thor the Maga Hammer from Gateway. Oh, hold it. I was on the wrong tab. I'm sorry. That was Professor Dave Schultz from Hamlin University. As reliable a voice for the DFL metrocrat establishment as there is in the MinPost, which is basically a, a make-work program for retired and exiled uh, Star Tribune, Pioneer Press, and NPR and AP reporters uh, who've been ousted out of their jobs because of the ongoing economic inviability of the current mainstream media. Thanks for catching me on that, uh, <laughs> Terminator N. <laughs> why I'm here. Yeah, thank you. Oh, that's why you need a good producer in this business here. No, that wasn't Thor the Maga Hammer. That was David Schultz, who, when you see David Schultz in the Min Post pointing out what I have been pointing out since two minutes after the election results were nailed down in iron, in stone on election night, that the DFL will count them, will emphasize, will overreach, you know you're on to something. What David Schultz and I and Thor the MAGA hammer are all telling you exactly the same thing. Huh, maybe there's hope out there. By the way, this entire uh, idea ties into my next hour's subject here. 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. I'm Jan Markill, helping you understand the times. This is how insane the world has become. Welcome to the first annual Christian Witches Conference in Salem, Massachusetts. This is a real thing. This is not fake. I didn't think I'd live to see the day that witches would call themselves Christians and a conference was going to feature Christian witchcraft. This is more end times strong delusion, calling evil good as the supposed witches are beside themselves if they have introduced Christian witchcraft to America. The logo of the spring 2019 Christian Witches Conference is a cross on top of a satanic pentagram. Sorry folks, this is a serious offense against God who sent his son to defeat the works of the devil of darkness and witchcraft. You cannot mix the light and the darkness and those participating are begging for a divine reprimand from God who cannot stand evil. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple and many can be expressed in a single word, freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me every Sunday at 4 p.m. for the Victory Hour, when we will talk politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, Sunday afternoons at 4, here on The Patriot. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I had never been a trader. I hadn't even really studied a whole lot, and so I was, I was brand new to this. My name's Sam. I'm a student with OTA. Tell me why you decided to take classes from Online Trading Academy. I just was kind of at a crossroads. I wanted to uh, look for my next business opportunity, and uh, financial markets had always just kind of appealed to me. Actually, what's nice about everything here with OTA, they can teach you to trade with very small amounts of money. 
uh, and really build everything up from the ground floor. So you really don't need a lot of money to get going with this. Really amazing instructors. How has Online Trading Academy changed your life? I'm a little bit more in control of my destiny going forward. I'm not quite as worried about contract to contract and know that I have some other sources of income. Join us for a free investing class by calling pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword OTA or go to learnwithota.com. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's the buy one, get one free paint sale at Ace, our biggest paint sale of the year. Buy a gallon of our top paint brands like Valspar and Clark and Kensington and get the second free. And you know what else is free? Our help. With the Ace Extra Mile Promise, get everything you need to paint in one trip or deliveries free. Don't miss the buy one, get one free paint sale. Now through Monday, only at Ace. Limit two delivery subject to availability. Visit acehardware.com for more details. AM 1280, The Patriot is... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.